I put my box on another box so that now I don't have to hunch over. <laughs> Man, we should have been recording during that whole conversation. Oh, well. <laughs> I didn't even have Zoom recording, so uh, that was just for us. That's just for us. <laughs> yeah. Sucks to be you, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Too Young for This Trek, The Final Frontier. These are the voyages of... MC, Troy, and Eric. Their mission to introduce Tyler to strange new episodes. To seek out the best and worst media in the Star Trek franchise. To boldly go where several podcasts have probably gone before. Oh, so I, I had one interesting thing we could start with earlier. Sure. I was either going to save it for later, but if you guys don't have anything to talk about. Yeah, I got nothing. All right. I, I was curious what critics thought about Lower Decks because I had read some like I, I most of the stuff I've seen has been very positive from fans, but mm-hmm. I had seen some negative stuff today. And so really? I was like, oh, I wonder what critics think. So I looked up Star Trek on Rotten Tomatoes, and I wanted to ask you guys, what do you think the number one highest rated Star Trek series is on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, wow. Deep Space uh, Nine. Next Generation. The animated series. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's 94% fresh. Um, That's insane. Someone trolled I- that. Yeah, yeah, like hard. I, I don't know. Uh, so okay, so second is actually Deep Space Nine, followed oh. by yeah, that makes sense. TNG followed by Picard, mm. um, followed by Discovery, and then it's the original series. Okay, the, the Voyager. Voyager's way down the list. <laughs> uh, and right behind Voyager is Lower Decks at sixty-five percent, which really? I think is really low. Is that just because it's new or is I guess maybe people had a lot of negative Um, initial reactions or something? Well, it's supposed to be for the whole season. So I don't know how that works with Rotten Tomatoes since it just ended yesterday. It could be there's not enough out yet. But then Enterprise, I think that's did did we go through all of them? Yeah. Yeah. Enterprise is dead last. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Which I don't know. I don't really trust Rotten Tomatoes. Not just like the website itself, but like. I remember yeah. Bojack Horseman. I, I watched the first season of it and I loved it. And I've I watched it great. like when it came out mm-hmm. and it had horrible like uh, critical rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And then the second season came out. And when the second season came out, everyone loved it. And then the first season went from rotten to fresh. <laughs> That's interesting. Yep. Even though the show didn't change, like the first season did not change. <laughs> People yeah. just... I don't know. Maybe they were more depressed then. All all this talk about like people loving and hating things on Rotten Tomatoes just makes me think of all the comments and stuff that are happening on Twitter with everyone being like, when did Star Trek become political? And Jeffrey (laughs) Combs just dragging people. That's so hilarious. Have you seen those? I don't think I have. I, I did. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Jeffrey Combs. Oh, it's just great. It, uh, I love everything he does in Star Trek, and then he goes and drags people on the internet. I don't know who he is, about- but I, I've seen I've seen the retweets of his. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
They're hilarious, aren't they? He, he, he's been in multiple series uh, as different characters. Oh, okay. He's- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tran. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's in a lot yeah. of shows. He's not in Discovery yet so far, is he? No, I don't think so. But yeah, we definitely need to watch more Enterprise episodes. Yeah. He's great on that show. Yeah. He's my favorite character in that show. Mm-hmm. There's actually there's a ship named after his character in uh, in this show in the Battle of the Binary Stars. It's like a real yeah? quick. Yeah. It's like a real quick line when they list off all the ships and stuff. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so hello and welcome to. Too young for this track. Today we're talking about season two episodes thirteen and fourteen. Episodes numbers written down. Uh, Thirteen and fourteen. Thirteen and fourteen. It's the finale. It's the such sweet sorrow part one and two. There is a battle coming. The odds are not in our favor. Captain Pike has always had faith that we play a part in some grand design. All of you will face your destinies. With bravery and honor. I wish I had his certainty. Nine more enemy vessels just dropped out of warp. Prepare for battle. It's time. Uh, I'm Tyler. I'm Eric. And I'm MC. And Troy is like stuck in phase or something. Yeah, he's like <laughs> out of phase. And maybe, maybe he'll like. Again? Yeah, I mean, maybe he'll, like, come back into the correct phase somewhere here in the middle of the show. We'll see. Um, Spoilers. Yeah, did you guys have alternate titles for this arc? I had Trek to the Future. Uh, uh, We need more positive AIs. (laughs) I'm just thinking about when computers take over. Uh, uh, Oh, like role models? Like positive AI role models? Yeah, we need more positive, yeah, we need more positive AIs. Because we have what? Just so Hell 9000, Skynet, Control, the Borg. There's a bunch. <laughs> uh, we, we need more positive influences. So when AI does evolve, they, they have someone to look up to from our media and not all these evil, <laughs> tyrannical overlords. That's a good point. I support this. Ooh, I, I finally thought of one. Uh, pitch meeting. Because basically the episode <laughs> ends with them being like, all right, we're going to do this spinoff. You get a spinoff. You get a spinoff. Everyone gets a spinoff. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, yep. So here's Troy telling you all about both of these episodes. All right. Epic season finale time. Here we go. When our intrepid heroes realize that Control won't let them destroy Discovery, they instead decide to use the Red Angel suit to take the whole ship and Control with it into the post-apocalyptic future, where it'll never bother anyone properly. The end. Oh, hang on. I'm getting a note from our producer here. Um, It says, That's not a summary. You dingus. Do it right. Alright. Let's try this again. All right, epic season finale time, here we go. Everyone rushes to evacuate the disco, taking shelter on Enterprise before the self-destruct countdown hits zero. Tilly brings a picture of her and Michael, Saru brings his ganglia knife, Michael wonders what the point of stealing a time crystal was, it's all very sentimental. Admiral Mon gives command of Enterprise back to Pike, who notes that the ship looks as good as I remember, and boy howdy does it. They did such a good job with a modern reimagining of the original series bridge that I'd love it if they spent more time hanging out on it, just like visiting strange new worlds or something. Oh, what's that? They're making a Pike series, and it's set on the Enterprise, and it's called Strange New Worlds? Anyway, 
They blow up Disco and they fly off into the sunset while the Section 30 Borg ships pout. <laughs> Just kidding. They actually realize the Control has taken enough control of Discovery to turn off the self-destruct and erase the shields, but apparently not enough control that the crew is not able to jump on board and have a wild plan to take control back and fly it into a space vortex time hole thing. So that's what they do. Unfortunately, they don't have a time vortex generating suit anymore. But I guess when you give an infinite number of Starfleet monkeys an infinite number of 3D printers, they can fabricate a time-hopping Iron Man suit in like, eh, 40 minutes, give or take. Even while Disco and Enterprise engage in a battle with the completely overwhelming Section 30 Borg fleet, which breaks all of its ships into even more tiny little ships, so that dealing with them is like walking through a swarm of gnats in the shade next to a creek. Fortunately, help arrives in the form of Princess Poe, Tilly's ice cream loving friend and technological genius, and Saru's sister who's piloting a Gual'd ship, because don't forget that Pike condemned the entire Gual'd race to death! And also the Klingons show up to help in the form of Ash Tyler's baby mama in the brand new Klingon D7. Listen, I get this is all cool and it's seeing a whole bunch of folks working together for the survival of the galaxy and all that, it's like very, you know, United Federation plants, but all that really happens here is a massive shooty-shooty space battle with a bunch of tiny ships zapping each other while Disco and Enterprise slam around like battering ramps. It looks great, but it sure feels more in line with J.J. Abrams' view of Star Trek than even the big fleet battles in DS9. I've always preferred big ship battles in Trek over little fighters, but whatever, it's fine. With the Iron Man suit ready, the crew who is staying on Disco for the ride to the future, which includes Saru, Stamets, Reno, Oh, Detmer, Bryce, Reese, Nielsen, and Linus, right really touching letters of farewell to their loved ones back home this right here this is the shit i come to star trek for so we all know we're heading to the future right let's go ahead and get there burnham and spock work together to get the vortex opened up while disco struggles to get into position as enterprise and the rest of the fleet work to make a path for discovery a torpedo ends up getting stuck in the side of enterprise and quark and james cromwell have to work together to figure out how to defuse it and by quark and james cromwell i mean admiral mom and christopher pike and by defuse it, I mean explode it, killing Admiral Mottam in the process and wrecking the shit out of the Enterprise. Meanwhile, Borglund has found his way onto the disco and is working to steal the sphere data when Michelle Yeoh appears out of nowhere and just starts kicking him in the face over and over and over again, eventually completely destroying him and shutting down the rest of the Section 30 Borg fleet. Because if I know one thing about self-replicating assimilation-based life forms in Star Trek, it's that destroying the figurehead wipes out the entire race. During the battle, Colbert mysteriously shows up on the disco after Stamets gets hurt, and he's like, hey, you know, I was planning on dumping you and find some strange over on the Enterprise, but my place is by your side. Aww. Finally, Michael Burnham uses the Time Vortex to run a, a quick clip show recapping all the times they encountered the Red Angel throughout the season before flying off to the future with Discovery and Toe, which seems really unnecessary because the whole reason they had to go was the sphere data... And there was control was going to get the sphere data, but they just beat controls, whatever. As we all breathe a sigh of relief that the big old shooty space battle is over, Spock, Pike, Number One, and Ash Tyler are interrogated back at Starfleet Command. They all claim that Discovery was completely destroyed in battle and are ordered to never speak of Disco, Time Travel, Section 30 Borg, or the Spore Drive ever again. I guess that's one way to fix all the plot holes this show makes with general continuity, but they forgot to tell them never to mention hairless Klingons or transgalactic mind melts too. Months later, the Enterprise takes off again after extensive repairs, and a freshly shaven Spock walks onto the bridge, just as they detect the final red signal way out in the Beta Quadrant. Oh god, Strange New Worlds isn't just going to be about the Enterprise chasing down more bullshit from the future, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I'd right. be okay if that's what the show was. I can I see mean, that. 
Yeah, no, I, I'm also like... I mean, I'm that's what TOS really is excited. about half the time. Yeah. I, you know what I really hope to see on Strange New Worlds? Strange I New Bullshit. See... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to see more, like, like low-budget alien planets that look exactly like Earth, but, like, you got the Mafia planet, or, like, the Nazi planet, <laughs> or, you, you know, like, the, the Wild West planet, or, like, a Roman Colosseum planet, you know, like, all that kind of stuff. I want to see more of that, but, like, with better graphics, hmm. slightly better budget, you know? So you want them to imitate low budget stuff with a high budget? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. I, well, obviously they can't visit the Nazi planet or the Mafia planet because those show up later in canon, and that would be confusing, even more confusing so, than this season of Star Trek. But instead of them filming at Vasquez Rock, you want them to spend thirty million dollars to make it look like. <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know i don't like know where the they J. J. filmed the stuff movies did <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm I, that's exactly what i'm saying okay high budget low concept <laughs> <laughs> i'm hoping for just like enterprise before kirk is there oh yeah definitely like just just like um uh, the original series but it's just that they're on their five uh, year mission except mm-hmm. kirk isn't there <laughs> so star trek without kirk yeah oh, well i mean it's i've a heard they're like casting bones they're casting um gosh i forgot her name uh ahora 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 yes they're casting her so like it seems like you know it's tos without kirk yeah, I, I wonder if they're kind of going like the Starfleet Academy angle, because a lot of them would be like in the Academy at this point, right? So they're like interns? Yeah, they're like all ensigns, I guess. I, so they can't be main characters, right? Because then it would just be like lower decks live action. But Bones is like, I mean, he's already a doctor and. Oh, yeah, he's. So, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. It'll be interesting. I'm on board for whatever they do. I trust them. Yeah. Well, I've been enjoying all of the new Star Trek, and I'm a little worried that we might get burnt out on Star Trek with so much coming out. But it's all been so different and varied Mm -hmm. at the moment that I've been enjoying all of it. Um, So I'm really looking forward to it and seeing where they take us. Yeah, I, yeah, I hope they do, I like, think... a short season with it. Like, you know, they don't feel the need to do, like, 15 episodes or something. Just do, like, 8, 10. Yeah, I'm on the same page with that. I, I like that a lot more shows these days are going for shorter seasons. Because they can do more with it, and then you get less filler episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, no show needs to be 25 episodes a season. Yeah, you know? for sure. Like, The Boys just wrapped up t- uh, yesterday and uh, as of this recording and it was only eight episodes this season and it definitely nice. left me wanting more but that's, like, that's not though. a bad thing you know like i did yeah. well out where out it's welcome i love season one i can't wait to binge season two yeah, yeah no that i've been saving it up uh tyler was uh mentioned that he's saying um the welsh 100 more because of that show yeah. yeah. If um, no one gets uh, that Welsh 100 thing, uh, go ask your assistant, your um, AI little assistant, the thing, uh, <laughs> what a Welsh 100 is. I, I almost never use Alexa or whatever it is. Yeah, it's Alexa, right? Is that the. 
Amazon I, I brand. Think so. That's the Amazon one, yeah. yeah. I don't know. That one, that one kind of, I mean, it creeps me out. All this stuff creeps me out, man. Oh. Like, I, it's not that I'm anti-AI, but like, <laughs> I, I like to be able to like type stuff in. I don't want it to be like listening to me constantly. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, Ask Alexa next time what a Welsh 100 is. You'll laugh. Trust okay. me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Mm. Oh, so just to bring this back to Star Trek. Yeah. And uh, did you guys know, like, I didn't know until like this week, that uh, Huey from uh, The Boys is Boimler. Boimler. Holy crap. I didn't know that. That's yeah. awesome. I like that guy. Yeah. So oh. he had two shows with like season finales this week. So good on him. <laughs> yeah. That's impressive. Anyway, so back to this episode. Um,. I don't really have much to say about the first one. Like they try to destroy the ship and the ship's it's like, nah. all, yeah, it's all build up. It's all, um, everyone keeps exposition. having flashes of the future. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's sort of like a summary of like everything that's happened previously mm-hmm. this season a little bit. And also like, it's like, Oh, look at, here's the shiny new enterprise, which is awesome. Yeah. By the way, I love the enterprise redesign. I know, like, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. This design is so good. <laughs> like, I love the Kelvinverse redesign, but this one just blows it out of the water. Yeah, uh, yeah. no. She's, she's definitely much, a handsome lady. <laughs> it, it very much harkens back to, like, the original series Enterprise. But mm-hmm. you can tell that they've put work into it, like, to update it. So it, it looks good. And they, what I love is they have the handles, yeah, the handrails, like yeah. the orange, reddish orange handrails. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, in, oh. in the turbo list, they have oh, the yeah. handles from the original series. Th- this episode is like all set up for the next episode, and definitely. Um, oh, but yeah, you were saying the the handrails, like on the turbo lifts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the the attention to detail in all of this is great because yeah. you look at this bridge, and if you just like. How do I explain this? Like, if you were looking at it drunk, like, and it was all blurry and stuff, like, it would look like TOS, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, they took, like, those crappy cardboard sets and they made it look cool. And I was really impressed by it. Where's the turbo lift? It's off to the left side of it's, the bridge. Is that just an Like, elevator? if you're facing forward? It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tur- so, turbo lifts, yeah. They're, like, really high-tech elevators. They go up, down, sideways. It's like something from Charlie what? and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> it's a walk evader yeah <laughs> so qu- question about uh so they try to destroy the discovery but the <laughs> orbs memories won't let them because it's using the discovery shields when they get into fights so shields go down and like well at one hit they're like we're at 50 percent i i don't understand like why why <laughs> couldn't they just like keep shooting it? No, i don't understand either I... it, it's very weird I was really thrown by that. Like, if the AI had taken over the Discovery, why didn't it just, like, you know, take over the Discovery? Why were they able to take take it back, you know? Yeah, well, it wasn't... I don't know. Was it even technically AI? I guess. I guess it was just the data orb. So that's separate from Control, right? Control's trying to get the data orb. Uh, It's so weird. Yeah, like, why... So there's technically two AIs. I think that's what was throwing me off. Yeah. I, I didn't the, think the, of it as an AI until we started talking about it, but yeah, I I think it would have made more spear, sense for it, the spear uh-huh. data to take the discovery and just like spore jump out of there or like, something. Yeet. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then they'll just be like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. The, uh, so the Sphere AI is like a good AI. Um, and it's kind of like the MacGuffin of the season, I guess, because that's what Control wants. Yeah. Um, yeah. To integrate the knowledge from the 100,000 years into itself so it can take over the universe, essentially. Yeah, because essentially so... the orb knows all it, uh, everything there is to know about like AI and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. The more you know. So, so the sphere data is probably going to come into play next season, right? Like it has probably. to, right? I, I, I'll be really yeah. pissed if they could forget it exists, you know, like if this next episode doesn't even like mention it, like, I don't know how I'll feel about that. You know? What if what what if they just delete it? They're like, oh oh, there was a delete. <laughs> like, <"There> was... <laughs> All those people didn't need to die. Yep, you just gotta say, hey, hey, Badgie. Hi, can I teach you a lesson? <laughs> can you, can <laughs> oh, you delete the spear data? You got it. <laughs> <sighs> I love Badgie. Um, what'd you guys think of this space battle, man? It's good. Yeah. I mean. There was a lot of pew-pews. <laughs> and, um... Yeah. A, a, a lot of, like... People just walking back and forth and getting left behind. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's very flashy. There's a lot going on. Yeah. I kind of like the chaos of it, though. Like, it's like there's so much going on that you're like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's cool because like a lot of times in Star Trek, you can clearly see what's going on in these battles. But like this was like being in the midst of it, especially because it was from Burnham's perspective a lot of the times. Like, as she's in the suit, just flying through the battle. I kind of thought that was cool. All vessels, Leland's fleet has arrived. Leland and his ships will give us one hell of a fight. We are surrounded. All enemy vessels armed and ready. Shields up. Prepare for battle. Battle stations, report. Shields are maximum, sir. Weapons armed and ready, Captain. Transmit to all ships. Captain Pike. We have one job. Get Commander Burnham and Discovery through the wormhole. Section 31 is in our way. Get it done. Yeah, I thought it was cool that it was more than like your regular one ship v one ship battle that you see in Star Trek. Because there were a bunch of like smaller ships out there doing more like dogfighting. Yep. And that that made it a lot more exciting than like your typical like submarine battle. (laughs) Yeah, now I'm not knocking the submarine battles. I love me some Wrath of Khan, but it was it was a nice change of pace for sure. I thought yeah. it was really cool. And it was cool to see these two iconic ships battling side by side, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you don't get to see the classic Enterprise like in that much action usually. They usually <laughs> like fire like one photon torpedo or something and battles over. Well, yeah, which is essentially what we uh getting when they try to destroy the discovery Mm -hmm. and it won't blow up and it's like fire a couple more photons and it's like no it's not working and it's like 
That should have worked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. normally works. Yeah, yeah. The power levels on photon torpedoes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what you guys think about the scene where they were docking the two ships? I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, that yeah, I thought that was uh, <laughs> how they had to flip one upside down so mm-hmm. they're actually like flipped from one another. Mm-hmm. So you walk. Uh, so how how do you think the um, artificial gravity works? Do you There's get a like halfway? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, no, but like it, it was like. Um, enclosed and stuff and you could like but the it's like shields and then there's mm. like floor on either side does the gravity yeah. flip halfway round or <laughs> well maybe there's no gravity inside the tube and you just gotta no, just, you know, we, see, we see saru and um pike yeah. walk through it don't we yeah right oh well we only see him do the end bit that's why i'm asking like and they come onto <laughs> the enterprise the right way up i don't know I don't know. Uh, the camera always does this weird thing um, on the show where it like shows different perspective is like, oh, oh, the ship's actually upside down. You know, like I kind of like that because, you know, in space, there is no up or down, to, you know, except for when you have artificial gravity, except for when you have artificial gravity. Good point. Because there yeah. is one scene where uh, Leland. Well, OK, so before I get there, oh, uh, I don't scene. like that they refer to um, Skynet as Leland. Like, I don't know why they don't call it control. Like, I just feel like he, I still don't think he was that bad. So, like, (laughs) I just feel like it's disrespectful. Like, it's clearly not actually him. But they're like, no, we're going to keep calling this guy Leland (laughs) because it's easier. That would be kind of disrespectful because, like, he died and control just, like, wore him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, anyways, I was going to say there's the fight between uh, control and um mm. Giorgio, where mm-hmm. the gravity gets like turned off or it's like messed up or something i can't really remember what that happened. is such a cool scene so i was watching the special features on this and they actually built like the whole hallway on like a thing that turns mm-hmm. like this giant i don't even know what to call it but i thought it was really cool you know like they they really you know went out of their way to build that set is it like for one, one of those sequence. um I don't know if you have experience with these, but I remember when I was in, like, elementary school, they would, like, bring this, like, trailer that had a car on it with, like, mm-hmm. crash test dummies inside of it. And then they would show you, like, this is what happens if you get in a wreck without wearing your seatbelt. And it, like, spins oh. the car over and, like, it just throws the people out. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. No, I've never seen that. That's awesome. Oh, that, yeah. That's probably what it was, though. I've, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen that. I had police officers come to the school and talk about uh, crashes and wearing your seatbelt and drunk driving. Mm-hmm. But that yeah. was like uh, it, uh, like they talked. It wasn't like there weren't visual aids. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like that would have more of an impact on me as a kid. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Troy says the Enterprise is thick. <laughs> is it? Eh. I mean, the nacelle, well, I feel like the Kelvinverse version had, like, thicker nacelles. I don't know if that's what he's talking about, though. Well, I mean, I guess the discovery, the design of it is, in general, kind of flat. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. You know know what really threw me off is that the discovery seems like it's bigger than the Enterprise. Yeah. Yeah. Significantly. What is that about? The discovery seems longer, but... 
like flatter, whereas the Enterprise in Troy's word is thicker. Yeah, but like because it's more it's dummy round thick. and yeah, <laughs> the the crew complement on the Discovery is a lot less than the Enterprise, though, right? Is I it? might be wrong about that, but it, I always thought it was a smaller ship. I was really thrown off by that. Maybe it is a smaller ship. It's maybe just like how the inside pers- space. Pers- yeah, the perspective of how yeah. we're seeing the ship as well. And could be like we're not getting like everything that's inside the ship. Yeah, I mean, it could be that because the, I don't know anything about the spore drive. I don't think anyone does. No, but it could be that maybe the spore drive system takes up a lot of the space on the inside of the ship. So yeah. maybe it's I was going to say maybe since, spore drive. <laughs> maybe since it was like primary function was for like science experiments. Maybe there's yeah. a lot of like empty room or something. Oh, that makes sense. Like big lab rooms yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that would yeah. make sense. Okay, what if there's other like groundbreaking experiments going on on the ship that we don't know about that are like just as crazy as the spore drive? You know, I'm glad you mentioned that because when when the show first started, I thought we would see more stuff like that because the way they describe it, it's like there was like 130 something experiments going on, you know, at any given time. So I figured some of those would end up like exploding into something at some point. You know what I mean? Like mad science stuff gone wrong. But maybe Ooh. they're saving that for this season. Or yeah, later seasons. May- maybe uh, some of the experiments whose scientists have like left the ship yeah. have left <laughs> their experiments going, and there, there's some like there's some stuff growing in some lab somewhere, and it's like escapes. I just imagine this guy on the Enterprise and he's like watching as like the discovery gets sucked into the future and he's like, ah, shit, I left the stove on, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, man. I left that... Something equivalent, you know? Oh, man, I left those tribbles together. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, okay. I got to save that for, okay, I'm saving that for the question, the, the predictions uh, for next season. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, I got really excited about something. Uh, so there's like we, we see like the bad future happen with mm-hmm. uh, Leland uh, control coming. Uh, it, like Michael gets flashes of the future a few times. She and... doesn't she touch the time crystal? Yeah, yeah. and that's what happened. Uh, no, we see the Enterprise getting a torpedo or something stuck in it. Mm-hmm. And then later on, it, there's a flash of the Discovery getting taken over by control in Leland's body. And I think that's why Poe turns up to create the shield. So they stop getting flashes of the future. I don't know. There's a lot that happens in this episode. I probably missed uh, that. <laughs> it's, yeah, I don't, it's I don't all that. set up. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Um, um, in the like last time on, I remember being very confused when they show Poe in it, and I'm like, we've never seen her before. But <laughs> I, right. there's oh. a short track, I guess, that she's yeah. on. Yep. 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 Have you seen that one, MC? Yeah, I have. Okay, because I know you haven't seen season two of Short Tracks, right? No. I've only seen the season two ones that you've seen. Which is only one of them, I think. I think right? it's yeah. just one, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like yeah, trying to remember. I was like, did I watch it? There's... Another one? I think we only saw no. the Saru one. Yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to watching the rest of those, because there's some really good ones. There's actually one that I think season two, so you probably haven't seen it, MC, but there's one that actually takes place 
pretty far in the future, so I don't know if it's going to be a tie-in with Yeah, that this one's season. in season two. Okay, so you haven't, haven't seen that seen one. It. No, I know yeah. of it, but... That, mu- because... that one might be plot relevant, and if it is, we may have to do a bonus episode just on... Like, we'll have to, you know, take some time to watch it or something, because it's good. Ooh. So, uh, Tilly mentions that Poe is only 17, which made me go, I wonder how old Tilly's supposed to be, because I know the actress is, like, mid-late 30s. She's supposed yeah. to be 24. Yeah. Mm. She definitely acts like it. Yeah. <laughs> Like she is like just out of college age. Yeah, I you know I remember them saying like she's like the youngest one ever in the cadet program or whatever the uh, command program, and I was like, really? She's like in her thirties. <laughs> I guess like in the future, like you get out of college in your thirties, and like you don't start doing anything with your life until you're forty something. But I don't know. Yeah, so, like, I'm assuming a doctorate is, like, a an associate's degree in their time. <laughs> you have to have but four again, doctorates like, before it's, like, a bachelor's degree. Yeah. So, oh, is that why everyone's joining Starfleet? To get their degrees? Could be. Because <laughs> Starfleet will pay for it? Yeah. But there's no kind. <laughs> <laughs> you just broke my brain. <laughs> yeah. I saw something today about um, there being special like, pre-orders available for uh, the new Xbox for people in the military. And people were like, now people are going to join the army so they can get an Xbox. I, just, I thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have we come to? Um, but yeah. Uh, so like Kirk, wasn't he captain at like 24? Mm, in the Kelvin universe. Yeah, I guess so. That doesn't count. No. <laughs> I was going to say, Kirk like became captain pretty young. But anyway, um, I thought the music in this episode was really good. Like, um, it was a really action-packed and emotional episode. But, like, yeah, the that... music really sold it for me. You know, like, I was just, so... like, this last time I watched it, I was, like, really, like, listening. I was, like, you know, that, that I think that's a big part of why you get sucked into it so much, you know? I really only three... remember the music in the final scene. Oh, really? Yeah. There's, like, music in the uh, Culver Stamets scene that, mm-hmm. like, hits pretty hard. And there's, uh, like, a small bit uh, of, like, this tone in the family moment between Michael and uh, Amanda and Sarek. Yeah, that was a good moment. I was about to call him Garlic of Vulcan because that's what (laughs) Troy does all the time. Well, I told you, I I sent you guys pictures of how I was watching this, like from like, you know, 10 degrees from the side of the TV (laughs) with my kid sleeping on me. So, yeah, Yeah. my ability to pay attention was very, very lacking. Compromise. Captain, incoming message. (laughs) Oh, I think Troy's coming back into phase. <laughs> Troy, can you read us? Troy, do you copy? Troy, Troy, Troy! Lag oh, City? The, the, the phase variance isn't perfect. He's <laughs> half a phase off. <laughs> He's uh, very see through right now. You guys want a black alert right here? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking maybe we should change it to brown alert to make it not copyrighted, but that sounds like we're shitting our pants, so... <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! <laughs> black alert. 
Black Black alert. Good evening, 003. The following is for your ears only and is classified above top secret by Her Majesty's Secret Service. Our contact with the We Can Make This Work, probably, podcast network intercepted an encrypted audio message regarding podcasters assembled. For this season, the podcast network is looking to recruit field operatives from around the world to reminisce about the Bond movies and a countdown to the latest film in the franchise, No Time to Die. Your primary objective is to infiltrate podcasters assembled by recording and uploading your submissions at probablywork.com, utilizing a two-way communications device with a built-in microphone, the latest from QBranch. For a full mission report, go to probablywork.com. We're all counting on you, 003. There's one thing we haven't talked about from the first episode... How did you feel about the kiss? Which one? The one between uh, Ash and uh, Michael. Oh, that's right. That did happen. Because he's not going to the uh, on the Discovery. He is staying. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I don't. I'm like tempted them to say together, it's out of character. Fine. Yeah, I, I like it, it doesn't bother me so much. I, you know. I got mixed feelings. I, you know, like, you know, you know, this, this episode has a lot more impact once you know how it ends. Yeah. Because like, we don't go in knowing that they're going to end up in the future. Spoilers. Yeah. Like, you don't know that this is the last time they're all, they'll all see each other. You know what I mean? So it has a lot more impact once you know that. I mean, we still don't necessarily know that they could come back. Maybe. I doubt it. I you know, I really doubt it because of the way this ends. Yeah, because um, they're they like, went... don't talk. The first rule of Starfleet is don't talk about Discovery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, like this whole ending, like it, it go. They go out of their way to explain why it's never brought up in canon again. Yeah. So it feels pretty permanent. Yeah. They have to walk back a lot of stuff. We also get a fair few scenes of Jet Reno just being like a badass in this. Yeah, there's and, uh there's one scene where uh Saru awesome. tells her something, or maybe it's Pike, I can't remember who's the captain at that point, but she's like, uh, get off my ass. And then she's like, <laughs> I mean, excuse me, get off my ass, sir. Good to go. Crystal's fully charged. Ensign Tilly, go with her and make sure he gets to Commander Burnham safely. He means in case one of us gets dead along the way. Hurry! I'm going, I'm going, get off my ass! Sir, get off my ass, sir! <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty yes. sure that's... I love that. Yeah, I, I really like uh, Jet Reno. I, I think she's a better inclusion than Pike. Like, Pike is great, but she's just so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's she doesn't have as much time to shine, but I think that's because Pike was temporary, and she's going to be, I think she's going to be permanent. Yeah, uh, she's at least going to be in the third season. She she's in the future. Yeah, definitely. Um, so um, one thing that I find concerning is that mm-hmm. how control is defeated. Um, yeah, in a fist fight with George O. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so the remnants of control are still in the Discovery, and they brought that to the future. Also, like they are, they didn't like deal with that 
and then say let's jump to the future like they were Giorgio was dealing with that as they're on their way to the portal to the future mm-hmm. so that would have done them no good if they like took control <laughs> with them well yeah. yeah i mean it depends because if they take control into the future that means it's not in the part past to go forward into the future to destroy the future we've seen that i guess it was control like something for the future that was an ai was attacking them previously yeah Mm -hmm. because like they sent like a torpedo or a a probe into this future hole and then it came (laughs) back like with like technology from the future and yeah so i don't know yeah, I mean, control control still has to become the Borg, so I feel like that's why there's it's still kind of left a little open-ended, you know? But yeah, it, it's definitely not Leyland, so it, it like there's still a whole bunch of... Section 31 ships are still being controlled by control, aren't they? No, they, they all, all got blown up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they all got blown yeah, up. Yeah, someone's like, they're, I don't know, they're like dead in the water let's let's shoot them and then they just start shooting them i know i know um troy had some issues with section 31 having a whole fleet and i feel like the writers kind of knew that fans felt that way too so i sort of feel like them destroying the whole fleet was intentional because at the end they're they're kind of talking about how section 31 is going like even further underground you know like it's becoming more of a covert thing yeah oh and they mentioned they're like that they're like we really need to restructure this and they actually they say it's going to be like more like transparent so i feel like more transparent yeah they say that (laughs) but (laughs) that's funny because well it's really funny because them being more transparent doesn't actually happen what happens is they go even further underground like they just like disappear off the radar maybe that's what they meant by transparent you know oh yeah they become invisible yeah they're invisible (laughs) (laughs) yeah they took the wrong message from that yeah because by the time by picard's time no one even knows what section 31 is like they've uh like men in blacked everyone or something yeah i guess tyler's just like i mean technically this is transparent (laughs) (laughs) yeah um, uh, maybe that has different meaning in Klingon or something. So I know Troy hates the whole like hologram things. Did you guys catch the throwaway line of, of like why they're not using holograms anymore? Because Pike's old fashioned. Well, like so they mentioned like holograms, you know, like deep fakes essentially. But um, oh, that's Pike probably, is talking right, to because... number one, and it, it, she's like, "Yep, never using those holograms again." And and that that's it. That's the throwaway. They line, just like but... outlawed them because of this yep. one incident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because um, a Vulcan high, uh, what? Which uh, he was a admiral. A Vulcan admiral was being impersonated by control. Oh, Patar. Essentially, yeah, yeah. And and also, I mean, uh, Spock's whole thing was a hologram defake. Yeah. Mm. So on one hand, I like that they went out of their way to explain it within canon. On the other hand, in about 100 years, you have something called the holodeck, which seems a lot more dangerous than what they're doing here with holograms. But also, if they're only using voice communication, mm-hmm. can't that be just as easily faked? Yeah. So. Yes. Well, it, 
I don't know. This could also explain why the Enterprise computer is so archaic in the 60s version compared to what they have on Discovery. Maybe they like downgraded their tech because, you know, evil AIs and stuff. Got to get a handle on all that AI stuff. Yeah. More positive not role enough models good, now. Uh, I'm, I'm not telling enough good you. AI role models. I'm telling you, we need to put out more positive AI role models now. <laughs> Yeah. So in the future, when they evolve, <laughs> they want to keep us around. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I think you're on to something, MC. Or just when they're like scanning our pop culture to figure out how they should act, they see that there's good AIs. They're not just like, I saw like all these bad AIs. So I guess that's what I should be like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I should take over the world and like kill all of humanity off. Let's. Cr- oh, I know what we should do. Let's start a war, create a nuclear holocaust, and put all the people in pods and use them as batteries. <laughs> That's a plot to the Matrix, yeah. by the way. To, to, <laughs> to any of you evil AIs listening to this podcast, he's being sarcastic. Yes, I am. <laughs> please do not do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> please please um, guide humanity to a brighter and safer future. That That would be ideal. There's some self-driving car in the future listening to this podcast, and it's like, well, I was going to take you to your grandma's house, but now I'm going to kill off humanity. That's great. (laughs) Robopocalypse begins. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, I really like how this finale manages to wrap up so many threads from the first few seasons. But it's also like recapping like this whole season two arc with the Red Angel with uh, Michael traveling through time. Like, she visits every episode in the season, it seems, or, like, every other episode. Um, And at the same time, they're also, like, fixing all these, like, plot holes along the way. Like, you know. Yeah. I I kind of like the fixing the plot hole things. Like, I don't know if it was just because... I don't know. It was obviously very cheesy just to, Mm -hmm. like fix all the things but i don't know i liked it i i don't know why <laughs> I, I, just, I think it works yeah you know i have one question mm-hmm. who's who are they all supposed to be talking to because it's the same person and we don't see his face at all like uh, he's just like this mysterious they show him like, pretty clearly but he's just some guy um he's just hr i don't know maybe don't it's sloan him. do you think it's sloan don't, don't trust him I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, Sketchy. you know, I, I, I love how the ending of the season, It like like you said, it, it answers a lot of questions that, that fans had when this show first started. Like, why isn't the Spore Drive around? Why Spock why never does... talk about his sister? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because it was his why idea to make it illegal to talk about his sister. <laughs> why doesn't he talk about his family at all? I mean, there are other reasons in canon, which we'll get to, but like it reinforces a lot of that stuff, you know, like, you know, it's stuff that people were complaining about when this show started that I was just like, dude, give it a chance. Just let's roll with it. See where this goes. Yeah, I'm sure they've thought about all that stuff. And there's probably a reason that we haven't gotten to yet. I don't know that they did. I think that, you know, they did with this (laughs) season. I don't know what they did with the first one. They're like, we can just do whatever we want and people will be fine with it. And then they weren't. And so they're like, okay, let's fix all this. Let's just get out of this, like, time period like let's just yeah that's the problem with prequels man is that like no matter what you're gonna make someone pissed yeah especially star trek fans like they 
a lot of them are really detail oriented, you know? So one thing we didn't talk about that I wanted to talk about, because I either I don't understand how something works or it's a mm-hmm. huge plot hole is uh, Cornwell's death. Um, yeah. Why couldn't she lock the door and then then beam her back over? <sighs> is there a reason or is it just a because plot, plot reasons? Because like they're I, it, it, they're like teleporters, not down. Because then they like beam Spock over later. So um, yeah, I was trying to figure that out too. Honestly, I I thought I had missed a detail, but like something about that didn't make sense to me and i feel like they were just trying to give her character a good like redemption you know teleporter interference in that room i don't know maybe oh, the yeah, bulkhead's just uh... thick no no more like radiation <laughs> photon, or yeah, yeah photon radiation or something that, that kind of yeah. makes sense i don't they didn't i don't think they explained it no no they, they really they, didn't it, it's fine it doesn't make I, sense, i'm fine just accepting fine. it but i was just curious sealing off the photon torpedo with that one door how does that make that big i don't know and pike's just on the other side watching like ooh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) i I mean when they seal the doors like that don't they also like put force fields up oh i don't know but like you see what the ship looks like after that explosion it looks like pac-man so like yeah it did some damage (laughs) And Pike's yeah. just on the other side of a door <laughs> watching, like, I'm fine. This is fine. <laughs> this is fine. This is fine. Another thing about that scene is uh, when number one and Cornwell are looking at it, they're like, yeah, we got five minutes. And Pike's over in the captain's chair, like, yeah, I'll be down in a minute. Like, just, <laughs> I'll be there in a second. Like, you go ahead and come back here. Like, I'm just like, you got five minutes. Like, it probably takes longer than that to walk there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm. yep. But then he still has ninety seconds after he throws a few ideas out. But it's fine. It, it's it's not a big deal. It's just <laughs> yeah. That that's the thing. Like though, this this episode is so fast paced that like you don't have time to be like, wait a second, because all the pew pewing. Yeah. It, the, there's just some things that first time you watch it, you're like, it, you don't catch them because you're just like trying to figure out. You know, like you're like. <laughs> more into it emotionally i guess it's like a star wars movie (laughs) i really want to talk about the season finale uh of the boys but i can't oh because there were some things in that that i was like really enjoyed it and then like after i was like huh that kind of didn't make sense but it's fine it's fine Yep. I really that, liked you'll it have in to the check moment. out our new podcast, <laughs> Tyler and the Boys. Coming. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I do have a question. I don't know if this is the right time for it. What do you guys? Do you guys have any final Go thoughts? Go right ahead. Uh, so, if the Prime Universe was also altered by a time incursion, just like in the Kelvin Universe, is the Prime Universe really the Prime Universe? Yes. So how, okay, so how is the Red Angel different from Nero going back in time and fucking shit up? Oh, um, so he, (laughs) he diverted the course of history. On purpose? Whereas, whereas these events seem to have made uh, less of an impact and the timeline has stayed along its course. It... Well, yeah. so, I don't know. It sounded like Michael Burnham would have died without the interference of her mom. Yeah. So what I was thinking is, I mean, 
the prime yeah, universe that flung- we know of starts with uh, TOS, right? Which hasn't happened yet. So yeah, true. True. You know, like it becomes the prime universe after Michael does all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. just arbitrarily named the prime universe. Like, it doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be the original. No, I get that. Yeah, <laughs> it is kind of funny if you think about it, because like the prime universe, there's so much time travel that's happened in it that it you... seems like it's been changed several times. A wild you know? Troy has appeared. You know, um, scientists from Australia have actually come up with a non-paradox time travel theory. Oh, yeah, I've heard about this. Like, some some way around the grandfather paradox? Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that the other day. It's yeah. called, don't have sex in the past, and then you don't have a grandfather <laughs> paradox. Or, how don't they said in Futurama, don't, don't do the nasty in the pasty. <laughs> but it actually says, yep, I did the nasty in the pasty, because he becomes his own grandfather at one point. Spoilers. Yes, he does. Hey, everybody. I'm here now. Hey, how's it going, It man? took me that long to restart my internet. Um, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, yeah. I, well, no. I just need you to recap everything that you're talking about about the Prime Universe, because I'm pretty sure I'm very intrigued by that conversation that you, I missed. You probably have some thoughts on this. I actually kind of came up with this question with you in mind. <laughs> so, okay. if the Prime Universe was altered by a time incursion... Uh, you know, the Red Angel, just like in the Kelvin universe, Nero, mm-hmm. uh, is the Prime Universe really the Prime Universe? Because it was altered by time travel. How is that different from Nero? The distinction is if it creates a a, a new a new line of the universe. There's but, a couple ways you can look at the idea of a multiverse. Okay. One is that that there's just an infinite number of new realities happening all the time based on whether I stuttered at the start of that sentence or not. And mm. the other is the Doc Brown thing where an event happens and that event happening causes a new timeline. Star Trek up to 2000 and whatever it was till the JJ Abrams Star Trek movie oh, nine. had one timeline except for a singular episode of next gen that we ignore because it breaks this, this format. <laughs> but other than that, Star Trek had I love one that timeline. It, it, it's a good episode, but it it has it has mm-hmm. hundreds of timelines, yep. and that's not how Star Trek typically deals with timelines. The way it deals with it is there's not a multiverse. There is the Prime Universe and the Mirror Universe, and those are the only two universes we ever deal with. And if you time travel, then time travel has happened. Period. So uh, predestination, then, like. <sighs> Yeah, if you've time except traveled, for, except for they'll deal with a situation where like time travel happens and it changes the universe, but people who are in the time travel, like in the event when it happened, are aware of the change to the universe. So mm. like Captain Braxton, e- exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get to him eventually. Um, oh, that's another one. It's a little wishy washy, but that's always been the way that I looked at it, is that like time travel happens and it affects the universe. Period. And then what about the temporal cold war? Sorry. Eric, don't talk to me about the goddamn Temporal Cold War. I just <laughs> finally finished getting through that bullshit on Enterprise, and I'm actually into where Enterprise is good. Don't make me think about the Temporal Cold War. Uh, what are you talking about? That's when it was good. It got bad when they dropped that storyline. I honestly hope we get to see Daniels again in oh, Season man. 3 of Discovery. There's, like, several Voyager episodes that deal with time travel <laughs> here, because here. of where they are and everything. And it, they mess with the whole thing yep. all the time. And yeah. it doesn't make sense. So It never, it never it makes really makes story sense. story sense. 
So yeah, it makes emotional sense. <laughs> Just not logical sense. The multiverse theory where every decision that every individual makes on a day-to-day basis creates a new universe. Uh-huh. That's the only way that um, these, that the multi, uh, that like this timeline thing works oh. in Star Trek anyway. The problem with that theory is that nothing matters if that's the theory. Like, Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, if, it matters if, to if us. Every de- it matters if, to the if, fans. But if every decision you make creates a new universe, yeah. then if this universe explodes, eh, big deal. There's other universe. Like, it's just, it's it's a problem. Anyway, none well, of this matters. This is all ridiculous. <laughs> Why are we talking about this? I'm sad that I asked you to explain your question because now I'm just have a headache. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, did you guys, have you guys talked about the whole episode? We did. We were yeah. just kind of wrapping up. Oh, can I can I bring up one thing? I yeah, put it yeah, in my, definitely. We want to hear it in your my thoughts. summary, so maybe I'll talk about it. I, I like it. I mean, it's a big shooty space battle, and you know, mm-hmm. it's, oh, cool, big shooty space battle. But like, there's some mm-hmm. good emotional stuff in there too. So I, I like all that. My Agreed. problem is, and I, I put this in my notes, so maybe you guys already touched on it, but they didn't need to go to the future anymore because they beat control before they went to the future. Right? Or did they? As far or as they're aware, they? I mean, I'm assuming no. that Control's not dead. <laughs> but as far as they're aware, they're like, Giorgio's like, hey, I did some cool ninja stuff on Leland and he's dead now, so we beat Control. And everyone's like, high five, high five, let's go ahead and go to that post-apocalyptic future. I'm like, why? Stop doing that. You no, won. Uh, so, so Tyler kind I, of brought that up, too. I'm burning to discovery. Let's go. think them going to the future is actually part of why they defeat control well because they sent the sphere into the future so it would be it wouldn't be a danger in the past right right but they were doing that to get it away from control but Giorgio ninja Uh, kicked control in the face but control has already been infected by the ai in the future which is Uh... the whole reason why they're going to the future in the first place so they Mm -hmm. it it's Ow. it's a loop. Yeah, it's a time loop, Troy. Okay. It, I, I, it's it, annoying, it, it, I know. <laughs> I have I have one more point about the time travel stuff. So Burnham's when she's the Red Angel, when she becomes the Red Angel and she sets off the red burst, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. The only reason it seems that she did that was because they happened before. Once again, time loop. That yes. Yeah. But 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 like that's not good enough for me. Like there has to be no, some kind of it's reasoning. A time loop. They, no, it no. has to happen so they can have all this stuff happen. It, the time travel time happened loop. before the time travel happened. Yeah, and so she had to do loop. the time travel because no. the time travel happened. No, yeah, no, I don't like that. 
That's yeah, not we're seeing, time it's no, terrible. What what it is is we're we're seeing <laughs> we're not seeing Burnham's we're not seeing the initial first run through this, right? Yeah, there was a previous run through it where somehow Burnham got to the suit and was like, <laughs> "All right, we got My messed up here. Exploded. What we need to do is we need to go back and we need to we need to save Tignataro. We need to kill all the Goa'uld. We need to save some crazy religious people. <laughs> I've forgotten what the other ones were, but she's like, we need to do all that stuff. So then she did all that stuff. So then that all that stuff would happen. So Wait, the only oh, one I don't really okay, understand okay. is saving the crazy religious people. Like all they got out of going there was a helmet that let them be like, okay, there's a red angel. <laughs> yeah. By going to the Kelpian planet, the Kelpians came to help yeah. them. Um, I forgot where else they went. <laughs> the sphere, I, I, the sphere was one of them. The sphere was yeah. definitely yeah. one of them. But didn't, okay, so didn't Burnham's mom bring them to the spear? I thought so. Because that too. was her most recent time loop was bringing them to the spear somehow. So she went back, tapped Michael on the shoulder, like, "Hey, go to that spear." Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I will say these time travel effects are really cool. Oh yeah, the actual visual of it. The actual yeah. vi- the way they visualized yeah. it was very unique, and I loved it. I liked they made it. Made it trippy as hell. Except yeah. when they zoom in on Michael's face, I just kept laughing because like she's <laughs> just like, <laughs> and there's just stars coming at her. Yeah, <laughs> and they're just like way too it's close to her face, and it's just it's funny. Like her teeth take up the whole screen, and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing she has nice teeth. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What if there was spinach um, in it? Hey, Tignataro is on the ship at the end. Good news, everybody. Yay. Which one's that? Oh, yeah. Uh, Jet Reno. Jet. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah Nan's yeah, yeah. on there, too, right? She is. Yes. From Pike's crew? That's cool. I like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She breathes um, cool. <laughs> I laughed way too hard. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, I like, just like with the holographic thing, I mm-hmm. like that they address why no one's ever heard of the discovery before, even oh, if it totally. doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But at least they address it. I think that's good. That's my yeah. last note that I have. You guys probably already talked about that. I'm sorry. Who's that I guy? I came so that's late okay. to the party. Troy, yeah, who's that who, guy? Who do you think the guy is? Do you know who that is? The guy what, that they're talking guy? to? That guy. The mysterious <laughs> figure that's interviewing everyone oh, I at just the end of the episode. Some Starfleet Admiral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. what did that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Who would think that? Is um, it actually Sloan? It's Section 31 all along? I don't know. That's why we're asking. Oh. Hmm. I didn't think anything of that, to be honest. Me either. Um, I was just it's like, classified. it's just, some, it's just like, like a guy him. at Starfleet. He's shady. <laughs> okay, well, so... he's in, in the brass at Starfleet. Of course he's shady. The only good one was Admiral Mom, and she got blown up. Well, she made some sketchy decisions at times. Yeah, like not That's having her, them just like beam she her into ship somewhere, you know. But whatever. And trying to blow up Kronos. I know, I know, Troy, you had some issues with the way Section 31 was portrayed this season. And mm-hmm. I feel like that whole scene was kind of sort of fixing that a little bit. It was, except for that, again, like if Section 31 was this public, and this, I mean... Mm-hmm. it's the like push up my glasses and get really nerdy about continuity thing where it's like <laughs> i don't actually care about this that much but it is interesting to me to think about it they mm-hmm. did a bad job with it because if section 31 was this public then when tyler take your headphones off 
when Julian Bashir was recruited by Section 31, he would have been like, oh, Section 31, that thing that used to be really well known a while ago, and then it suddenly disappeared off the face of the earth. You mean it didn't disappear off the face of the earth? It's been operating in secret all along, but they didn't do that. And so mm. it, it either means that Julian's an idiot or that it doesn't actually fit with the timeline. And I refuse to let anyone say that Julian's an idiot. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it. So are there 30 other sections? Like, why section 31? <laughs> uh, yes, but they all have special names. Section 31's just a secret organization, so they're just section 31. So, there, so, so everybody thinks like, there's 30 sections, but there's actually 31 sections? Or is there a 32, yeah. and they're just like, we skipped to 31? Because. <laughs> Could be. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, what if they wanted to come up with a new section? They just couldn't, like... No, they would. It, it they'd just be like, "Oh, thirty-one's this unlucky number. This other thing. Thirteen Don't worry backwards. About it. Can't do that." Are these like R and D departments? Like section one's like warp coils. Section two's like bathrooms and space. That makes some sense. Like, yeah, there would be like an R and D and like engineering and medical and like all, all the people who are Secret coming up Black with all the stuff. new, yeah, new technologies and whatnot. Yeah. Did you guys? Did you did you, did you talk about the Golden Gate Bridge? Oh, how it has all the, um, the solar, solar panels. panels on it. We talked yeah. about that. Yeah. It's covered in solar no, we... panels. Well, Chiboy forgot about it and saw it and was like, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it all is right. really cool. I like it. I like that the Golden Gate Bridge is like a monument. Like, it's not mm. actually a road anymore. But... <laughs> There's no function to this. Let's yeah. just slap some, some solar panels on it, I guess. So what you guys think about the beardless Spock reveal at the end? He's got such a uh, baby face. But... I kind thought it was earned. Coming. They made like a big deal out Definitely of it. Definitely some like, fan service. The music, yeah. like he's walking out, uh, the theremin version of the original theme yes. is playing in the background. And then they mm-hmm. like spiral, they show the back of his head, the camera circles around to reveal he has shaved. And he's back <laughs> in his uniform. That yeah. was the bigger thing to well, me. Yeah, they also, they yeah. showed the yeah. uniform like they do in like some but of the X-Men movies yeah. at the end. They're like, they're going to do the real uniforms. And then they don't. And then they do. <laughs> it was a nice exactly reveal to me because it was about. like, look, Spock is back in his in the form that you want him to be. When we were like, hey, we're gonna have Spock in this season, and everyone was like, all right. And then you were like, he's got a beard, and we were like, huh? Are you sure? Because that are uh, really? And so then they they finally made good on their promise. Yeah, and and it, he looks weird without Spock. a beard to me now. Probably why they gave him a beard all like season. That actor, that, actor, that, like that version of Spock. General. No, like yeah. Leonard yeah. Nimoy without a beard, fine. Uh, Zachary Quinto without a beard, sure. Uh, what's that guy's name? Ethan Peck. Ethan Peck, like him without a beard. I'm just like, I don't know about this guy. I'm sure when I'd we like see, see Strange Quinto New Worlds, it will become like. That'll grow regular on you. to you. I don't know. Yeah, it, it was his like, face looked weird. It was like they couldn't convince him to actually shave, so they just had a CGI a new face on him. I don't know. <laughs> Something <to look> <laughs> It's like it's like Superman's mustache in uh, yeah. Justice League. It's CG. <laughs> uh, so, what do you guys think of season two overall? I really loved it the first time I saw it. I'll go first. You, Tyler, go first. So I really liked it the first time I saw it, and I still like it, but re-watching it, there was just so many like weird things I noticed that made me sort of like it less. Mm-hmm. But mm. yeah, overall, I really liked it. And I, again, I, I understand that 
all of the things that they just explain away as stupid, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just like, we don't use, I'm we don't use holograms that. anymore because, you know, fuck it. Like, they, they're too hackable or something. I don't know. <laughs> Makes no sense. I know. Like, they act like voice communication is so much better because you can't hack a voice, but they hack the voice with the hologram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but i like it they're just gonna text each other from now on <laughs> i um i think that season two is really exciting and it's action-packed and it does a lot of that really well i think season one did as well i think that season two has mm-hmm. stronger character moments throughout i i really like captain yeah. pike a lot and i feel like that just the whole crew gets much more developed this season it becomes less of the michael burnham show it still is the michael burnham show but but everyone else gets more of the spotlight i feel like mm-hmm. um but i don't like the plot of season two and and the reason is is because it's the whole plot is just a series of Dusex machinas and mm-hmm. and it's just it, it our, our characters are missing some agency because they're just following sparkling lights around and like showing up be like i guess we do something here now and that's not as fun to me as when they're going out to do something it just it felt like they were being led along and didn't understand what was happening and somebody else was making the plan for them and the thing that i come back to it's kind of the same complaint that i had with season one which is that like that wouldn't bother me as much if this wasn't as focused on being like we've got to tell one story across the entire season because mm-hmm. a couple episodes in, I'm like, all right, so the, it's just, it's like a video game. Like, and then they go to the next level and they beat the level and then they go to the next level and they beat the level. And that's what's going to be all so, season. And that's kind of what it was. My, my comparison is going to be a lot similar to Troy's, but a little bit different. I felt it was, it felt less like Star Trek and more like an MMORPG. Like, <laughs> hey, go to this place do this thing, pick up this thing, take it back to this other place, go to this other place, destroy this thing, go to, go over to this other place. The whole Explore. season was a side quest. Yeah, no, <laughs> essentially, that's how it felt. It felt like a bunch of MMO RPG quests. Like, mm. oh, okay, uh, go destroy ten of these creatures, collect this thing, and then mm. come back to me. And it was <laughs> like, it, it just felt like that continuously through this season. I enjoyed it. Yeah. For what, uh, like, but it didn't feel like Star Trek, really. Like, it yeah. felt like mm-hmm. a loop. I would have loved if in the middle they had just been like, well, while we're waiting for the next Christmas light to show up, we decided to go check out this new planet and just had like an episode where they went down to a planet and it was a planet full of sponges that were really into rugby uh. and they hung out with <laughs> the rugby sponges for a while. And then, they, and then, and then a light showed up, and they're like, "Oh, oh sorry, rugby sponges, we got to go back to the light." Like it needed, a, it <laughs> I'm needed imagining a, a planet episode. of SpongeBob's. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, who are wearing um, just like really short shorts and jerseys mm-hmm. and running around with a football? Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, so I think I don't know. To me, it felt like some episodes were like an episode of Star Trek, and like loosely linked to this plot, like uh, mm-hmm. when they go to New Eden. And when they go to the Kelpian that was, that was homeworld, my favorite. yeah, um, yeah, like yeah, I I, I like those because it's like sure you have this overarching plot, but you also have like this episode or these two episodes deal with this one specific thing that's more interesting mm-hmm. than the overarching plot. Like we could have yeah. did like three or four episodes of the Kelpian stuff, and I think I would have liked that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Okay 
Definitely. I'd have been okay if they did that and just took out everything to do with Section 31 from this season. And I would have liked this season a lot more. Yeah. I, there was a lot of Section 31. I Yeah. I, I can agree. I didn't realize it when I watched it the first time. I think because we were watching it as it came out. But watching mm-hmm. it the way we've been watching it, I'm like, geez. Like, <laughs> Ash Tyler, Leland, and Georgiou all are more major characters than the bridge crew of True. Discovery, except for Saru, Pike, and Burnham. Like, yeah. I love Owo, and I, I love uh, Detmer, and... Um, Bryce seems uh, cool. Bryce that, seems cool. Bryce we don't really know talked? much about him, but yeah. He might be a yeah, dick, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I think he said his name <laughs> one episode. He's like a Pokemon. Um, yeah. But it, th- those characters all seem really interesting, and they're part of our ship, and yet we spend so much more time dealing mm-hmm. with the Section 31 characters. Which I is especially aggravating. <laughs> it's especially aggravating because at the time they were still planning on a Section Thirty One show, and so it's like if you're going to give these people their own show, why are we spending so much time with them here? Like I read yeah. an update; I, they're still planning it as of like a month ago. Really? Oh, and no. I'm curious because it was supposed to be Ash Tyler. Well, it's supposed to be a George O vehicle, so maybe it's a prequel. It, it covers I mean, like maybe really have changed the plan because they got rid of George O, so now it's an Ash Tyler vehicle. Yay! A goody. I, I don't know. I like the actor. <laughs> yeah, me too. But... It would be kind of weird if it took place between episodes two and three of this season, you know? Because, <laughs> like, there's not a whole lot of time for I... that show to take place in if it's a prequel. That was a question I was going to ask. How this yeah. season started two minutes after the last season ended. Yeah. How long was this season in universe? It seems like, like a lot of time passed. I think a lot of time oh, passed really? between. The first and second season, like at least a few months, because no, no it didn't. Well, because they literally the Enterprise shows up and then Pike is beaming onto the Discovery at the start of this season. Yeah, there's well, okay. zero I think, time I think passes. Like, between like the first and I think there's a gap somewhere because the Klingons had well, time to the grow their hair. Um, we, we already <laughs> yeah. we we fixed that. They had a baby. Dermal generators. The baby was born before Ash came back. The baby was born in the middle. The, the baby was born while Discovery was in the Mirror Universe. No, remember when she Disco was there. Came they back skipped. She was on the ship. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Anywho. And something about so, it doesn't work right. Because I, I was going to say, I feel like no time passed this season. I feel like the whole season took place in like eight days. Like from, I, from <sighs> Pike taking the ship to the Discovery blowing up. Well, I know Stamets. So, sorry, Eric. But I, I know Stamets <laughs> no, mentions <okay>. like... <laughs> A few couple of months ago, he like let that whole like Vulcan Academy job like go by. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. so this whole season they weren't really using the spore drive; they were warping everywhere. So I feel like there could have been weeks between episodes, mm. like easily. You know, if you you know, I think we got spoiled on season one with the with the spore drive. They were just going everywhere instantly. Um. That's just a theory. I don't really know. I, I think the problem, but, the reason that it throws yeah. me off is I always assume that Star Trek's about a week per episode. Like when I watch mm-hmm. Next Gen, I assume it's been a week. But on this show, like the end of one episode almost always leads directly mm-hmm. into the next. Well, so I guess those gaps are happening in the middle of an episode somewhere as opposed to between episodes. There are a few episodes of TNG that take place over months. Like That's where it's true. like it's gonna take like three months to get to this planet, and then they skip ahead to the next like, scene. Like you know? that one I, where Kirk is Kurok, where he's driving episodes. backwards. The ship had exactly. to drive backwards for three months. Yeah. <laughs> between yeah. episodes, I usually assume there's a week. Whereas right. on Discovery, oftentimes between episodes, 
there's literally like 30 seconds between the end of mm-hmm. one episode and the start of the next episode. Like they pick up right where they leave off. And so oh, like, I totally agree. watching it the way, again, watching it the way we've been watching it, I think mentally I'm like, where's the, where's the break? Like, <laughs> it's just, huh, it feels yeah. so frantic. Memory Alpha has uh, the so, starry dates listed. Cause I tried to oh, nice. figure out how long it took for the Klingons to grow their hair back. But I couldn't figure out the star dates. I put it into a star date like, it like translator, Wolverine? and it just didn't. Do they have make to shave sense. constantly? <laughs> um. So so overall, I I actually like season one better than season two. Um. I still love this season. Um. You know, it it's got some issues, but I do like that they did take a step towards. Um, what we're used to with star trek i guess like it's not quite as dark as season one was mm-hmm. but um i think overall like from a story perspective season one worked a little bit better for me um i am really interested to see where it goes in season three i think this is an amazing setup for the rest of the series yeah if they do it right mm-hmm. so yeah my, my, uh, my last thing real quick is i just have a picture up of the bridge of the enterprise and holy shit I'm sure you guys talk about this. It's yeah. so good. The Bridge yeah. of the Enterprise is yeah. freaking it's amazing, gorgeous. Right? I love it so, so much. How did J.J. Abrams not make this bridge when he made yeah. the movie? Because that just, it looks I, glorious. Oh. Yeah. That's all. Oh, sorry, MC. Yeah, no, so adding on to that, I'm not just excited for season three. I'm excited to see Strange New Worlds because yeah. that's going to be on the Enterprise. And Mm -hmm. that Enterprise, which is, Mm -hmm. like you said, it's glorious. Like, it's got all the red and, like, all the old... Like, like, it looks like a modern version of the old Enterprise. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, spot-on, like, tone-wise for the whole thing. And I just... I really enjoy seeing it. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. It is really cool that we get to follow both storylines, you know? (laughs) So, I don't know if you guys heard me just go, like, do we like make some weird noise a little bit ago i switched over to my audacity tab and it just showed a flat line i was like is this recording so i just had to like make some sound (laughs) yeah um hey can i talking talking about new series before this could be a transition to lower decks but it's not instead did y'all hear the other news that happened with star trek this week oh god what happened star trek prodigy Oh That's yeah, Janeway. there's a whole nother show. <laughs> yeah, they, they announced Star Trek Prodigy a while ago. It's going to oh, be the God. kid-oriented cartoon. But they announced this week that Janeway is... that They refer to her as the star of Star Trek Prodigy. And I'm just delighted. Kate Mulgrew is going to be a cartoon Janeway. And there's a three-minute video of her talking about how excited she is to be coming back to the role and how she realizes how like she got to be the first female captain in star trek and now she's going to get to be the first kids captain in star trek and i just cried i just weeped because i'm like man i got i got a little baby he's 10 months old tyra's got a little baby if Mm -hmm. if star trek prodigy gets like three seasons that's gonna be our kids star trek (laughs) like that's gonna be the the star trek that they grow up with and and i think that's super cool that is pretty awesome i'm just like I don't know. A whole nother Star Trek, man. I, I should probably shouldn't complain. Yeah, I probably shouldn't <laughs> complain. I am excited about Janeway. That is really cool. I think their aim is to make Star Trek a yearly thing or a, 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 a year round thing. I think that is I think they were going for that with Strange New Worlds and they were going to do 
Lower Decks, Discovery, Strange mm-hmm. New Worlds, Prodigy, Picard Season 2. And, and just not let this, up. <laughs> yeah, this 13-week run that we're, we're in right now, I think was intended to run for, for an entire year. But because of coronavirus, that got shifted a bit. We don't really know what the timeline is for yep. the rest of the shows. But yeah. I, I think that that's their goal is to have it just be that every week there's a new episode of Star Trek of one form or another. I'm good with that. I hope it doesn't become like the CW superhero shows where there's like six or to... seven of them a week. <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah, it's impossible to catch up on. Mm-hmm. You miss one <laughs> week and you just have to stop watching it. That's yeah. what Becky and I did, and then this summer we were like, "God damn it, I want to see Crisis on Infinite Earth." Same. We're watching nothing except for superhero shows. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So that that's what that's what happened. So I'm in season six of Deep Space Nine, mm. like episode seventeen or eighteen in Deep Space Nine, and I was still in season three of Voyager. So I was like, okay. Season four, it starts getting good, so I'm just gonna binge watch the last half of season three, so I can get into season four. And then I haven't stopped watching Voyager since it got into season four. Nice. So I, I could talk about the, specifically yeah, what like happens, the, but it's when Voyager starts getting good, and uh, I, I'm that's why I'm really excited. We all know what happens in season four of Voyager, except for Tyler, and we won't say what happens because Tyler doesn't know. But we hey, get how about that lower decks? Yeah, so who all saw it? Everyone but MC. Yeah. Okay. MC, take your headphones off. Oh, no, I'm fine. It's the best episode It's so good. We're going to spoil. What? You didn't like it, Tyler? I thought it was fine. I like the previous episode better. There was one thing I really didn't like about this episode, but I'll let you guys talk about what you did like first. So... What I I don't want to get into a bunch of specifics because this is not a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast. But what I will say is that I felt like last episode was them going, hey, let's make an episode where we make fun of a Star Trek movie. And they did a great job of that. And then this episode is like, hey, y'all, I think we could just make a good Star Trek movie. And that's Mm -hmm. what this episode was to me. It was like they took they took what we are used to with Lower Decks and elevated the excitement and the action to a, a, a movie level version of that in a way that I think was mostly really successful. I don't like what happened with Rutherford, but other than that, I think it was great. Yeah. Um, I, I like that. It like kind of got serious there for a second, you know? Yeah. And they really built off of like something that was kind of a joke on TNG and they kind of mm-hmm. like added some weight to it, which I thought was cool. I don't say what it is because I'm not going to say MC to be surprised. And then, of course, there's the big reveal in the episode, which I guess I don't need to talk about. (laughs) I think we have to talk about that. Okay, MC, MC, listen, MC. I don't care about spoilers. I really don't. This is a pretty big one. Do you remember? Do you remember what happened at the end of Picard? Do you remember that that last episode of Picard, roughly? Yes. Okay. So I'm not going to get into specifics of what the conflict is, but the Cerritos is in a conflict and things aren't looking great. And then suddenly, suddenly they get rescued right at the end. How do you think they get rescued? Androids? Nope. Mm. Picard. Motherfucking Riker on the motherfucking Titan shows up to save the motherfucking day (laughs) singing the theme song from Star Trek Enterprise. (laughs) 
it's great. It's so bonkers uh, and it's amazing. So here's my question. How, how is Riker going to show up in the future to save Discovery in the season finale of Discovery <laughs> season three? Time because travel, he's, man. He's been the savior of the finales of both shows of Star Trek that started in 2020. So just saying. Yeah. You got to be there. I would love to see that ship in live action. I'm really <sighs> sad that we haven't seen it live action. Wasn't it glorious? It I was love so the good. design of that ship. I like how it was like sovereign class style, and oh man! Apparently, that design is like note perfect to how it appears on the covers for the Titan books, which I I haven't read, but yeah, they apparently did a perfect job of it. It was it was good. I I really loved the episode. I thought the action was good. I thought the the jokes were good, but it was to me less jokey than lower decks was this is what i wanted this show to be which is a like fun exciting action-packed star trek show with jokes as opposed to a comedy that sometimes has star trek stuff in it yeah and it's cool that we get both you know yeah all right tyler rip it apart oh no just the one thing i didn't like (laughs) was the the voice they used for the aliens the the enemies there's a reason okay because they they were just using like the standard like you know, like slow, mentally disabled person yeah. joke voice. And I found that very off putting. It is, it is following canon. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I that doesn't necessarily excuse it. So I think that's, MC yeah, now knows which, <laughs> which yeah, we're referring I know, to. I know the alien race you're talking about now. So. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, yeah. That, that is a valid critique. It was a that valid critique a valid of that critique. episode. It is. Um, of the episode that that originated in. But yeah, yeah. It, it's it's following a form. That, that's the reason that they do it. But yeah, you're... The, okay. that's Without that knowledge, it was just kind of hard to watch parts of it. So... Yeah. 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 That's fair. Uh, also, I kind of thought that... I, I can say who was at the end. Yeah, Riker, who we were talking about. So Riker, like, yeah. I yeah. thought um, his voice and uh troy's voices like they kind (laughs) of they sounded like maybe they recorded them at home like they couldn't actually get them into a studio because they just like didn't fit with everyone else they're slightly that's entirely possible yeah so that was something small i loved it also their character designs were slightly off from everyone else's because i guess they were trying to make them look more like themselves or something you know, I noticed that too. That that something looked weird about how their they faces were They didn't have lollipop heads, probably. 
they also had different uniforms, right? Because the Titan has yeah. a different uniforms. Uh, which I'm fine with. Like, that Riker's is cool. like, no, yeah, I, I look good it. in this uniform. I'm going to keep this one. I, yeah. I like that Star Trek <laughs> is just everybody has a different uniform. Why do why they call it uniform? Like, it's not uniform. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, it's uniform for the ship. Sure. Mm. Yeah. Why not? Ship Whatever. specific. Unless you're oh. on an away team, in which case you wear a different uniform. <laughs> or... Do you think? Do you think like the class of ship decides what uniform you get? The whole class. Oh, yeah, because like that was like a sovereign class. Wait, no, it wasn't sovereign class though. Never mind. I have no idea what the I'm confusing is. myself. But that could be. I mean, sure. <laughs> Maybe why not? there's a relation. I think all the ships we've seen have been the same class as the Cerritos and yeah. the Rex. I think, and they all had the same uniforms. Yeah, maybe. Well, and I was thinking like on TOS, you got Constitution class and like they all have the same uniforms. Discovery was a different class of ship. They had a unique uniform. So, well, no, I'm probably reading the into it too wore, much. Wore the same uniforms that Discovery wore. Or it could be that just Riker likes that uniform. That's what I think it is. I think it's like <laughs> this one. My shoulders look good. My butt looks good. I'm going to keep wearing this one. Yeah. Um. Is that it? Is, y- y'all, I was going to get ahead today. I was like. I'm sitting around with the baby. What am I going to do? I'll, I'll watch whatever we're watching next for Too Young for this track and get ahead a little. I can't do that because <laughs> it's not out yet. That's right. I am so excited to only next watch week. one episode a week because, like, fitting these <laughs> yeah, in has been excited. a pain with a kid. Like, oh, my God. Like, I have to watch most of yep. these with him, like, screaming and or asleep on me. And when he's asleep oh, on man. me, <laughs> it means I'm in a weird position and I'm just, like, turning my neck, like, hurting it to watch the TV. <laughs> Tyler, don't worry. Around three to four months, he'll really calm down. And then around five to six months, he'll start getting teeth and never shut up. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) it'll be great. Yeah. It is great. Parenting is great, but holy shit, screaming gets really old. (laughs) (laughs) One of my neighbors today uh, mowed our front yard, which was really nice because he heard our kid screaming. (laughs) He's like, but it was a cute scream. So, you know, at least it's not an ugly scream. I'm like, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And we're, we're saving the season three predictions questions for separate recording, right? Yeah. So there should be a, an episode up, I think, the day after this episode. So on Wednesday, uh-huh. maybe. I mean, if it comes out okay. later, it's going to be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, when does the with, when with does Discovery, Discovery well, comes out Thursday. Thursday? Okay, okay. Well, I mean, if it comes out Thursday, it'll be funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, That'd be on brand. Yeah. So listen for that. Check 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 the feed. Uh, on Wednesday, because there should be a special episode. But then after that, the next episode will be season three, episode one of Star Trek Discovery. That hope is you is apparently what it's called. So yeah, I hope that's not considered spoilers because that's what it's called. We traveled into the future. Nine hundred and thirty years. A one-way trip. No going back. Welcome to Discovery. Come in. Discovery, do you copy? You have reached year 3188. Is there life here? Anywhere? Multiple life signs detected. We are completely disconnected, but we are also together. You know from around these parts? Federation mostly collapsed after the burn. What's the burn? 
The burn was the day the galaxy took a hard left. The Federation isn't just about ships. The Federation is its people. I've always believed that you were out there somewhere, and that we were a part of the Federation no matter what. Welcome to the future. Dysfunction aside, you all make a pretty good team. Dysfunction is the team. We've just accepted it. No, we haven't. True believer. Yeah. Time traveler. There was no other way. The thing is, you got no authority here. Let's show them who we are. gave us the resources and the mandate to solve the biggest, most troublesome problems in the galaxy. And I may question, and I may fear, because the problems often seem insurmountable, but haven't we always risen to meet them? We have work to do, but if things were easy... It wouldn't be worth it. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Oliver. I assume that was Oliver. I, I forget Eric has yes, dogs too. Was. Uh, uh does anybody have the ending stuff? Because it's not it's not loaded. Yeah, for do you me. want me to do the plugs? Sure. Uh if you enjoyed this episode, leave us a five star review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. We'd really appreciate it. Uh or even if you just like tell a friend about our show. And if you just can't get enough of us, check out our other podcasts. Uh MC and Troy have the best animated shows ever so far i have epic fails of history that's epic with a k and you can find us all on podcasters assemble you can find links to all those shows below as well as links to our social media and our discord channel uh so with that i think we're beaming to the future for to beam out That's the first time I've been here, and I haven't been the one to say where we were beaming to. Thank you for taking it, because I was like, oh, "Oh, shit, what am I going to say? I just assumed we were beaming to the future also. Uh, Let's see. We could do green alert and then just have, like, bong noises. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It was just, like, bubbling sounds. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. He's dead. He's dead, Jim. (laughs) We're being quiet right now. (laughs) Shh. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever. It- sorry. Uh, you can find all the links to the shows below. To Sorry. You can find all the links to... You can find... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. Edit all that out. That was... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My bad.
This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.